0: The two groups of survivors had both gone for groceries at Smart and Final, and in their desperation, they faced off, ready to kill one another. Then the phone rang, interrupting their bloodlust. This is the story of our players in Outbreak Undead, part of RPG Storytime. We need your help! We're at the Glendale Galleria, first floor! We're at the Papaya Clothing Store! It's a whole group of us. We have a barrier up, but I don't know how long it will last. Please send... The line went dead. Rachel could hear banging and growling in the background, as though illustrating the point of the caller. She immediately tried to dial 911. The cell phones were all out, so she was surprised the landlines worked. No one answered at 911. Nor could she call long distance as the grocery store phone was locked out from being able to do that. Who was that? One of the strangers in the store asked. Rachel looked at them. Everyone put their weapons down, and were now united in their curiosity. The would-be attackers were simply people who had lived nearby that had partied hard the night of the zombie apocalypse. They had passed out, and had gone to Smart and Final for some munchies. Having learned what had happened, they had cleared the area, and they were going about clearing the place for survival needs. Their names were Jessica Drew, Mason, Leo, Brett, and Seth Rogen. They didn't have anywhere that was particularly clear of zombies, so they decided to team up with the people they had nearly murdered to see if together they could figure out how to survive. So Jamie hotwired a couple more cars, they loaded them up, and away they went, leaving the parking lot behind, filling up with zombies. As they passed the graveyard again, they noticed a few more holes in the ground. Oh shoot, I just realized I forgot the frozen yogurt. Seth Rogen handed a fresh joint instead, which made up pretty well for the frozen yogurt, almost. When they got to the campsite, they unloaded the supplies quickly and placed them in one of the cabins they weren't sleeping in. They had decided along the way that they were going to try to rescue the people at Glendale Galleria. And to do this, they would have to move quickly. They told Tommy the plan, and he said he'd like to go with them. Nasiba was feeling better and could guard the camp with one of the new people, so they left Seth Rogen with her since he could share some of the weed with her to help Nasiba feel better. For that matter, Mason also remained behind to make sure they didn't get too high to be able to defend themselves if something should come along. The rest of them piled into two cars and hurried into Glendale, approaching it from the back, going into the parking garage and stopping near the back entrance. Jessica Drew knew that this was where the papaya clothing store was. They assessed everything they had. Rachel, Jamie, Jeff, and Tommy had gotten fairly good with the samurai swords, so they had those. They gave the pistol to Brett, who was a trained soldier. Jessica Drew had a bow with arrows, and Leo had a knife. Leo also had a few walkie-talkies, so they could split into two groups if they wanted. Thus equipped, the group began toward the door. Papaya would be just inside this entrance. They could get in, rescue the people, then get out. But they didn't get far before they found a horde of zombies crowded around the entrance. They could fight them, but doing so would draw other zombies from across the street. They would rather start fighting them once they were inside Jamie came up with a plan. Okay, Jeff, I've seen how you drive crazy. You're going to drive by that crowd, you're going to honk and yell all that, and you're going to drag their asses away from the mall. You get them and others a long ways away, and then come back and pick us up. Got it? Jeff said he understood, and he got the car. He pulled up in front of the crowd and honked. Any of you mindless freaks want a lift? He asked, and he pulled forward, just fast enough to stay in front of them, and not fast enough to pull away. The crowd followed him, as per Jamie's plan, and others from across the street also came over. Jeff had to run a couple of them over to get past, but he slipped onto the street and drove away. That's when the others hurried across, slipping through the door as quietly as they could. There were a couple scattered zombies, but the majority of them were crowded around a wall further in, their roaring growls filling the entire building. This would be where the survivors who called them were. There were enough zombies that the survivors didn't think they could get them all on, so they needed another plan. Drawing them away worked well the first time. Why don't we do something like that again? Looking around, they noticed that an escalator was near the zombies, and the second floor looked rather clear. There was also an entrance up there through the parking structure, and so they split up. The three women, Jamie, Rachel, and Jessica, went upstairs, while the three men, Tommy, Leo, and Brett, remained hidden downstairs. The three women were to attract the zombies' attention up the escalator while the men would dash in and break out the survivors. The plan worked beautifully. The women got to the top of the escalator and began shouting. Hey, dead people! You know those clothes look better you when you are alive! Scary. You think Nothing. you're a size 4? Wait two months, you'll be a size 2! This attracted the attention of the zombies. They ambled toward the escalator and tumbled up them. Jessica shot the front ones in the head, which caused those behind them to stumble. There were enough, however, that they managed to crawl over the front ones, and they began to make it to the top. Jamie and Rachel beheaded the front one, making another roadblock, but soon the mass was making it over them. This distraction made a clear path to the papaya, and the guys rushed up to it. Opening the barrier, they found a small group of people there. Come with us, Tommy told them, and they hurried out of the store, but the oldest member stopped them and said, we have a few others stranded near the food court. We need to rescue them too. Tommy wasn't keen on the idea. It was about survival now, but Brett and Leo were adamant about helping, and it seemed some of the survivors they found wouldn't leave without their loved ones, so Tommy agreed. But first he called the others, who had made their way by now out the back door, which they barricaded, onto the second floor of the parking structure. We, uh, we've got a few others to rescue here. We can't rescue everybody. Let's get going. They're friends of the people we saved. I think we got to do it. Fine. I think I know where the food court is. We'll meet you. Then another voice broke in. This one a little fainter. It was Jeff. He had knocked into something that had stopped the car, and the zombies had tipped it over. What did you do to my car? Jamie said. Don't think I'm going to get it back to you, Jeff said. Sorry, babe. This may be goodbye. Oh, guess I'm single again. Where are the hot zombies? Probably should go rescue him. Fine. I'll hotwire another car, and you can escape on the other one we brought. And Jamie took off to save her boyfriend. As she did, Rachel and Jessica maneuvered along the parking garage over to the center entrance to the second floor. The three men and the ones they had rescued hurried along the bottom floor of the mall. Both they and the women were passing the occasional zombie. But as long as they kept moving, the monsters couldn't keep up with them. The older woman, who told them her name was Trish, informed the guys that her friends were inside the store called Oakley. But as they approached the door, they saw a disheartening sight. The barrier had been bashed open, a gurgling sound emerged from inside, and soon several zombies appeared. Trish screamed. Her friends. Her family. This was them. Jessica and Rachel appeared beside her, having come down the escalators. Jessica shot the zombie square in the head, taking it down. Trish fell into the arms of the friend next to her, crying. It's time to get out of here, Tommy said, and they turned to leave. The exit was just past the food court, but as they neared it, a horde of zombies came from every direction. Many of them were large, gluttonous zombies whose legs dragged under the weight of their enormous bodies. Their bloated bodies had burst in several points, and ooze dribbled out of their wounds and down the folds of their fat. The zombies of Trish's friends moved in behind them, and the ones who had been following them ambled in from the other direction. To make matters worse, some from the second floor were now stumbling down the escalator. They were trapped. Let's go through the food court. The survivors formed a circle, with all of them facing outward. The ones with ranged weapons prepared to fire, while the ones with swords prepared to defend. Tommy stepped forward on his end, ready to cut the zombies down as they came to him, and Rachel stepped forward on her side. Although Jessica shot down two of the zombies before they reached them. Brett and Leo shot down two of the zombies closer to the food court. That left only gluttonous zombies in the way of their escape. They all began to move in that direction, Tommy holding back the zombies that were coming at them from behind. Most of them were coming from the direction of the stairs, so Leo shifted in that direction and helped Jessica shoot down more of the zombies in that direction, leaving Brett and Rachel to clear out the way through the food court. Rachel sliced down a couple of zombies that were coming in her direction, while Tommy sliced down a couple that were coming from behind. He had them under control, but there were enough of them still that he could have overwhelmed them. So he encouraged the others to hurry up. The crowd of zombies from the escalator were getting close now, and May hit them from the side as they go through the food court. Hearing Tommy and knowing the time was short, Rachel hurried forward, recklessly knocking through zombies to get through. But then one of the faster ones knocked into her, pushing her back into the flubber of the larger zombie coming from the food court. She sliced at it, but its head was protected by four double chins. And she only managed to slice open part of its gut. Its rotting organs poured onto her, and she slid underneath it. She cried for help, and the others moved to her, but it was too late. The morbid zombie rolled on top of her, and crushed Rachel. Brett managed to shoot one of the fatties in the head, and he kept shooting as it fell to the ground. But as he did, he heard the horrifying sound of the click-click-click of his gun. He had run out of bullets. Tommy was still getting crowded in from behind and he sliced down each one that came up to him. Now short one of the survivors, the rest of them crowded together trying to shoot down any zombie that came close to them. They made one more push for the food court but then they spotted a horrifying sight. Out of the pores and folds of skin of the obese zombie that Brett had shot up came a swarm of rotting rats and cockroaches. As if cued by this, more undead rats emerged from the folds of one of the other fatties scurrying across the floor at Brett. He winced backward but not fast enough. The swarm swept over him like a tsunami, covering his entire body and devouring him as he screamed in pain. The others wanted to reach out to him, but Tommy still had a couple of zombies on him, which he sliced down, and the others now knew there was no way through the obese zombies, so they shot their way through the others that came from the escalator. They pushed forward, taking more of the Walking Dead down, being pursued by the seemingly invulnerable fatties and their undead rat servants. Jessica got a dramatic hit on one of the zombies, causing its body to explode and creating a gap through which they could run. She led the way, while Tommy once again protected the rear. He knocked down one more zombie, but did not press his luck. With the large Walking Dead pressing it behind them, he took off running with the others, passing them up and leading them back down in the direction from which they had come. All the way to the hall, back to Papaya, then turning right and exiting the mall before more of the Walking Dead could come out and get them. They hurried across the street into the parking garage, jumping into the car and starting it. Tommy took in a breath, the reality of what had just happened sinking in. The three friends with whom he had started this, Rachel, Jeff, and Jamie, were all gone, the latter of which having died right in front of him. Leo and Jessica, too, were shocked by the death of their friend. It was all so terrifying, so horrible. It seemed like a dream. But more of the Walking Dead were beginning to crowd in on them, so it was time to go. He put it in drive and rushed back towards the camp. There, the cats became furiously restless. Naseba, Mason, and Seth Rogan heard a rustling out in the woods. It was drawing closer. Closer. A familiar, terrifying sound. Join us next week to see what happens with the characters. If you'd like to see a visualization of this episode, check out our YouTube channel. The link is in the description. If you'd like to see other things written by the author of this show, you can also find that in the description. Happy gaming everybody!